This episode of the Proceedings Podcast is brought to you by GE Additive. Additive manufacturing, also known as 3D printing, is a transformative approach to industrial metal production that could help address material shortages due to diminishing manufacturing supply. GE Additive provides machines, metal powders, engineering, and print services that can support the Navy with spare part printing capability and a more flexible spare parts supply base. Welcome to the Proceedings Podcast for this Focus on the Fleet episode. I'm your host, retired Fleet Mass Chief Paul Kingsbury, co-director of outreach for the U.S. Naval Institute. This Focus on the Fleet edition primarily engages with enlisted sea service professionals to help advance the understanding of the naval profession, explore fleet perspectives on today's challenges and issues critical to mission readiness, and to help leaders at all levels increase their professional influence and knowledge. But before I introduce our guests, there's a couple of hot things I want to highlight today that are going on with the U.S. Naval Institute. So first of all, if you haven't seen or heard, uh, you know, not like not unlike many of you out there adjusting to this kind of new norm as we work through the COVID pandemic, uh, the Naval Institute is adjusting as well. So um, one thing we're doing is we're offering free digital access uh, for the next, uh, basically through the end of June. And uh, what that gets you is that gets you member pricing on books. It gets you free access to all our digital content for Proceedings Magazine and Naval History. And it gets you free shipping on books as well. So uh, that access is huge. It normally comes as a member benefit, but uh, it gets you access not only to content today, but it gets you uh, archive content going back to uh, our, our early publications in the uh, late 1800s. So to get that access, check out www.usni.org backslash open dash access. And the second thing I want to make a plug for is, uh, you know, one of the things we do people to do in our forum is dare to write and express their ideas. Uh, we have several essay contests that we have to uh, enable people to do that, and they serve as a vehicle to get those ideas out. So 15 April is the deadline for our enlisted prize essay contest. So you've got a little bit of time left on that, a uh, little over a week or so. So uh, get those essays put down. 15 May is for the U.S. Coast Guard essay contest. That's a deadline. Then 31 May, we got the CNO's Naval History Contest, and 31 May is also the deadline for the Naval Mine Warfare Contest. So if you got some time, which some do, and you got something that's bothering you or a way you want to improve in those areas of uh, competence or expertise, you know, take uh, consider putting pen to paper and, uh, you know, submitting a, an essay for one of those contests that have been around for a while. So, all right. So today I'm in Studio Hampton Roads. And with me today is Seer Chief Hendrick Samoz. Hendrick, good afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Paul. Thank you very much for having me on. Really appreciate this opportunity. No problem. Uh, so this is the, uh, as I mentioned, my first you know try at the Focus of the Fleet edition. I wanted to kind of be able to tailor in on the, uh, you know, we have a growing audience of enlisted authors and, and frankly enlisted membership in the Naval Institute. So I wanted to add a little bit of flavor that was tailored more towards that audience and captured more of that day-to-day -day fleet perspective uh, than some of the authors in the normal proceedings podcast bring. So I really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, what caught my attention is, you know, for several reasons, you know, we go back to June 2017 and you mm -hmm. penned an article or it was, it was published in that edition of the Proceedings Magazine. It was called It's Time for Digital Deck Plate Leadership. And that essay right. actually won first prize in the spring essay contest for that year. So, um, 
couple of things is what got you to write it? I know it's a several years removed, but uh, what got you writing it and what were you thinking about in that essay? Yeah, I was I was just uh, really in awe. I was really surprised to, to have won that, you know, uh, uh, contest actually, because I actually, you know, don't really consider myself that 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 great of a, a writer. But, you know, I, I don't know. It was just one of those kind of impulse things. You know, I saw, you know, some literature about the USNI essay contest and I'm like, you know, um, at the time, I felt very passionate about, you know, um, leaders and being engaged on uh, social media. Um, so I thought, you know, why not? Why not, you know, submit some of my ideas? Um, and I was, I was really just surprised. Um, I think I think at the time there was there was two things um, about this topic that were really like on my mind. Um, all of this back in 2017 kind of happened kind of like on the back end of the, you know, what happened with the uh, Marines United. Uh, and, and I really felt that leaders needed to be more engaged, like on social media at the time to kind of, you know, um, watch out for what, you know, be aware of what, you know, sailors out there are doing on social media, what they're publishing, um, that kind of thing. And, and the other part of it too was, was I was just, uh, uh, at the, at the time I felt like Navy leaders, especially like in the chief's mess, there was this kind of tension between, should I friend my sailors or not friend my sailors? Um, so I just really want to explore explore that. Okay, got it. Um, so just to remind, uh, what what was the situation with the Marines United? Oh, the the Marines United. Um, so I think there was really, you know, involved. It, 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 pretty much the situation was that there were Marines out there that were shit sharing, you know, nude photos online um, without consent. Uh, you know, from, from the people that were, you know, nude in these photos. Um, and this, uh, all, you know, all came to bear. And, uh, in fact, uh, the Marines, um, you know, became kind of the central focus of a congressional hearing. Um, and of course there's investigations and like whatnot. And, and so that was, that was kind of like, uh, in a lot of ways what inspired me, uh, to, to write the essay simply because, Oddly, you know, when our sailors are out on liberty, we're kind of patrolling, you know, as leaders, we're patrolling like what they're doing. We're patrolling, you know, making sure that they're safe, um, that they're acting appropriately on liberty. But there just kind of felt a sense that we weren't having that as leaders, we weren't having that enough engagement on social media to also make sure that our, our sailors or Marines or service members are acting appropriately on that domain. Yeah, I think it gets down to uh, I would offer, you know, helping them become mature decision makers. Um, as you know, you know, kind of decision-making takes time to mature. I think they say you don't get uh, mature prefrontal cortex development, which controls your impulses and decision-making to you're about 26. So um, right. senior enlisted have heavily been relied on to help shape that decision-making process with a variety of tools they've got. So your point here was like, Hey, social media is one of those tools you can use. Right. It's uh, so yeah. So my point here is, is social media is not only those tools that you can use a leader, but also you know guess what? Like sailors are going to use them. You know you know it's you know that's a tool where society is going to use it. Um, that's a tool that's out there. Um, so as leaders, you have to you know it's critical for for leaders to be engaged in that medium as well. Absolutely. So I think uh, our our understanding of it. I mean, and we talked about this briefly before, right? So the, all these channels. Of social media, you know, they're established some, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, you know, those are well known, mm -hmm. but they, they continue to grow, right? More recently, you got things like Instagram and I'm even trying to learn how to get in that space uh, and, and use it as a tool of influence. 
Um, so, you know, three, since three years, since writing this almost three years, you know, what's your perspective now? Has your perspective changed at all? Has it differed? Um, what do you think these days? Yeah, you know, it's 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 changed uh, it's changed a little bit actually because you know back when I wrote wrote this essay in 2017, again I was kind of like looking at that you know um, you know leaders have to be engaged on social media more from that policing aspect you know um, but now I, I look at um, at social media quite very very uh, you know uh, differently where as leaders it's not so much about I think policing anymore. Of course, we still kind of you know have to be aware of what sailors are doing. You know, if they're acting appropriately on social media, but also really social media um, is is a big like you said. It's it's a powerful tool in connecting with your sailors, right? Um, in and and them connecting with you. You know, again, it's that tool where you can kind of get to know them. They can kind of get to know you. Um, it's, it's a tool where you can be available to them like on, you know, day and night, uh, you know, if need be. So I, I kind of look at it from more of that, you know, more of that aspect now. Absolutely. So even, uh, you know, when I was at Fleet Forces, there was a Fleet Mashy Facebook page on the U.S. Fleet Forces, you know, um, website basically. And, you know, for a while, I, you know, I wasn't super comfortable with it. You know, you know, there's a lot of risk that I assumed or I perceived with it. So I kind of avoided it for a while. And then, uh, you know, one of my executive assistants, uh, Chief Alicia Malone, finally encouraged me to like, hey, Fleet, you got to get in that space and start to use it. And once, uh, you know, so started posting and using uh, photos and stuff. But once we saw, you know, we started shifting into the video domain mm-hmm. uh, and you see what you can do with a live stream and things like that, um, you unlock a very powerful tool of communication. You know, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, and, and I'm with you. I, I think for it can be also a very scary, uh, scary space to use um, if you're not if you're not adept to it. Um, and but it can be a very powerful tool of, of for communication. You know, I guess my advice would be, you know, if you're if if you're one of those people that's kind of scared to use social media, just just lean forward. You know, a little bit at a time, and and it's okay. You know, to kind of you know, go to others, go to your junior sailors, go to the people that are really adept and skilled at social media and know how to use it and ask them, you know, ask them for, you know, ask them for advice, ask them for tips, you know, um, you know, talk to them about what the latest trends are on social media about the do's and the don'ts. Yeah. I think there's a generational component to this, obviously, you know, when you look at, uh, there's still some boomers left, you know, um, in the <laughs> Navy and the most senior, you know, those are most of your senior adm- admirals, if not, uh, I don't even know if any of the senior enlisted at this point are in that generation. I think they're Gen X at this point. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I see a general, I tend to see an avoidance uh, of that generation. And then a Gen Xer like me that came in, you know, grew up under Atari and, and started to get mm-hmm. exposed to video games. We embrace it more. We see the the value of it. We're not as uh, proficient, I guess, in it. Um, but definitely right, millennials right, right. and Gen Z are in that space. And from what I've read about that generation Z, um, they mm-hmm. want us in that space connecting with them too. Are you hearing anything about that? Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I haven't like, uh, necessarily read up on any literature specifically to that, but I feel it just in, in talking to them, you know, you, you know, that they primarily look at their space, you know, look at that space, you know, they always have their phones on them. You know, they're always engaged like online on, on different mediums. They're very savvy about those, you know, about those uh, social media spaces. Um, and, and, um, 
and, and that's and that's where they like to naturally uh, communicate. You know, it's yep. so not not to say that that's that 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 um that there has to be some sort of trade off between face to face communication and social media communication, but it's just I think understanding that 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 too is also in through in the social media domain is also a, a primary form of communication. Okay. So, you know, yeah. from my perspective, I see, you know, I, I see people doing podcasts, right. And not just, yeah. not just like formal, not like the Naval Institute or, you know, kind of formal business or nonprofits. I see, you know, there's chief petty officers out there that are hosting their own podcasts, right. There's the don't give up the ship podcast. Um, yeah. There's the Evolution podcast. There's the They Went Out podcast. These are all hosted by chief petty officers within the mess, and I applaud them for using this, you know, leaning forward, using these venues to actually influence out their daily influence outside of their daily uh, sphere of influence. Um, so you've got podcasts. I see people using live stream videos, and I started doing that with the Friday with Fleet videos. And then you got closed Facebook pages. You got Instagram. What do you? What do you like? Which tools do you find the best? What's the, the feedback? Is video best? If I'm a chief petty officer and I want to connect with my sailors with this, or if I'm a, an officer, what would you recommend? I, I think, you know, I think it, it still all, you know, comes down to, you know, who's, who's your audience, you know? And, um, and, and that very much depends on, you know, again, what kind of mediums you'd use to connect with them. You know, you might have a particular group of sailors, you know, in this work center that their preference is to use Facebook Messenger. Um, and, uh, and then you go to this work, you know, this work center and their preferred use is to use like something like Google Hangouts, you know. Um, so I, I think, again, as, as a chief petty officer, you know, it comes down to knowing your people, you know, having those conversations with them. Um, and, and knowing and understanding the mediums that they like to frequent uh, and then being flexible, you know, being flexible, you know, for them and, and being available, uh, potentially available, like on those mediums for them, engaging with them on those mediums. So, I, again, I, I just think it kind of it comes still comes down to you, you got to know your people. Absolutely. Uh, so where can I find where do I stay up to date? Like, I mean, it just seems like a new app or a new approach to social media is coming out of the blue every day. How do you stay up to up to touch on what's out there? How do I, how does a chief petty officer, a leader in the Navy, or frankly in the civilian world, stay connected or informed about the new stuff that connects best with the younger generation? Honestly, like uh, I, I, I pretty much talk to my junior sailors. You know, I talk to my junior service members. You know, um, uh, and just, we, I have these conversations about them with, uh, you know, about social media, and they're the ones. Most of the time, when I learn anything new about social media. Um, it's, it's through them, you know, through them. Um, even this, uh, zoom, you know, we're on zoom right now. Uh, I didn't actually know much about zoom until about a week ago, you know? Uh, and again, it was, it was, uh, you know, my, my MC one, I think who, who talked to me, uh, about it. So it, it, because they're the ones that are, are going to be for somebody like me, they're the ones that are good. I, I'm interested in social media, but I also recognize the fact that they're the ones that are going to be the most savvy about it, and they're going to be up to date, like on the latest trends. So it's it's important to have those conversations, I think, with them. Um, I suppose too, it's 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 worthwhile, you know, paying attention to 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 the media. You know, um, you, you know, a lot of times, like when there's a new uh, kind of you know social media or something like that, you know, program or app that comes out. A lot of times it pops up on the news, you know, so it's just kind of also kind of paying attention to, to the information environment out there to figure out like, you know, to see like what's new. So and, and just be aware of it. Okay. Yeah. I think you're, uh, 
you know, point is, and each one of those social media tools has a different kind of function, I guess, or a context, right? So the reason you use Facebook and the way you approach Facebook is going to be different from Twitter. Uh, the reason you would want to tweet something's going to be different than what you do on Instagram or what Instagram allows. So yeah. it, it takes some learning for sure. And, and then absolutely. And then like on Facebook, you know, you can do a Facebook post or you can do a Facebook story and you can do the same thing on Instagram too. You know, on Instagram, you can do, you know, a post and you can do a story and, and there's differences like in how you use those tools, you know? So. Yes. And I'm constantly yeah. learning. Like I said, I, I get feedback. Like you said, my daughter was turning me on Instagram. Um, I learned from some other podcasters about, using zoom or Zencast or, or one of these other tools. So, uh, that's good. Stuff. Right. And, and I, and I actually don't, uh, I don't actually have any kids, but I'm sure to some of, you know, to some of the sailors I talk to, I probably seem like an old dad because I'll probably, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm asking, I'm asking questions like, you know, Hey, why are you, you know, posting this as a post? And, but then other times you do this as a story and then I'll learn from them. And then sometimes what I've done in the past is like, okay, once I've gotten that knowledge, then I'll go in and I'll experiment like on my own, you know, I'll start, you know, little by little, you know, maybe today I'm going to do like a little Facebook story, you know, maybe today I'll do an Instagram story, you know, I'm going to try this or that and this technique. And uh, sometimes I'm, I'm not actually sometimes paying attention to, to their social media pages, not so much to kind of you know, look in at what they're doing or anything like that. Sometimes I'm actually just, you know, paying attention to what they're doing on their social media pages, just, just to get ideas on how to, you know, kind of run my own social media page. And then actually, you know, as, as part of my daily job, you know, figure out the best way to run my, you know, the command social media pages, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and so I'm always kind of, you know, looking on social media and, and, and paying attention and, and learning and, and seeing if there's ways I can kind of emulate. Okay. Uh, so um, you mentioned, you know, kind of you are, you know, or you just served recent, I think you're transferring, you mentioned from being Mick Pond's uh, public affairs officer. Is that was really the bill? Was that the billet you were serving in? That was correct. That was the billet that I'm serving in. And, and now I'm uh, transferring over to the defense media activity. Okay. So you helped shape his like strategic comms and you saw other senior you know, DOD leaders, and I know Mick Pond would do videos with CNO and others. Um, mm -hmm. So you helped him work to communicate with the force. Um, so from that perspective, at that kind of strategic level, maybe even a little higher getting into policy political level, um, yeah. do you think that, that Navy leaders take full advantage of these tools um, or, or are they hesitant to use them? And if, if, they're, if they're not using them, why do you think they're shying away from them? I mean, I think it's, it's, it depends on, depends on the Navy leaders. Um, I think in the overall, you know, uh, throughout the DOD, I think you, I think leaders, you know, again, throughout the enterprise, like understand that, that social media is important. And, and that if you want to communicate, well, especially like right now during this time, you know, that we're going through with the coronavirus and everything, if, if you want to communicate with your, you know, with the service members, with the families and the public, social media is a powerful tool. And I think that they, they realize that. And I think within that, again, it depends on the leader, but there might be, um, there, there might be varying degrees of hesitation of that because kind of like what we were talking about earlier, it can be such a scary tool and it's scary because, um, it's very public, right. And, you, and, and sometimes it feels like you make one misstep, um, and it can go, you know, viral very quickly and, and spin out of control. You know, so yeah. So, so if there's any hesitation there, but I think in the overall, though, I've I've seen 
like you talked about MCPON, CNP, you know, um, even yesterday, the Air Force Chief of Staff and, you know, um, they were doing kind of a Facebook Live, you know, you know, you know, town hall kind of thing um, that the, they they're trying to lean forward and using it because they understand the, the how powerful it is. Absolutely. Um, so then you can see, you know, so, you know, current events, not only, you know, kind of struggling and learning to communicate using telework tools such as Zoom and other things. So there's people getting in the space and like real or learning that these tools are available. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, when we come out of the back end, how much people continue to use these tools, um, how informed people get on just general um, the, the utility, frankly, of using them to connect with their people when they can't see them face to face. So I think times like this are going to, this is when you get innovation, right? Or people start to understand the power of innovative tools uh, and maybe they avoided them, but hopefully we come out with people being a little more comfortable on the back end. Um, but over the past few days, you can see some of the risks, right? So as we see this whole um, saga basically playing out, you know, with the relief of the commanding officer, the Theodore mm -hmm. Roosevelt, um, you see a video, you know, that gets posted showing, cheer, you know, sailors cheering their captain going off. And um, you can see how quick things can travel through email and get sure. into that kind of media sphere. So I think that's that's where and then people's careers are at risk and they lose their job. I think that's one of the big risks that they see is how easily information can be spread through the space. Um, what advice would you provide um, to leaders on that? Well, I mean, I think again, social, social, social media is, it's, it's a beast. And when something, you know, goes on social media, um, that, you know, it can spread like a very, very quickly, very uh, fast. Um, and I think of my advice for leaders and uh, really for all sailors is, is we have to kind of, we do have to remember that whether it's on, whether it's on board the ship, whether it's on Liberty or whether it's on this digital space, we always have to remember that. Um, doesn't matter what happened that we always have to remember that we represent the Navy, right. And we have to do everything, you know, based off of, you know, our Navy core values, honor, courage, and commitment. We're representatives, um, of the Navy. Um, so, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a leader or a sailor, social media is such a delicate tool and we have to be mature and cautious about what we say. Uh, and, and what we post, but we, we should honestly always behave as if everything that we do on social media is public and it's going to be seen by the public. So I, I think, and then I think specifically to leaders, right. in kind of in this situation that we've seen in the past, you know, few days, this is when it's ever so more, most important to be engaged in social media. And I really hate to use the word policing, but we have to be obviously sometimes in certain things that spread on social media, emotions run high. And this is where we have to be engaged with our sailors that we have to be, you know, kind of just aware of what they were doing or posting and, and making sure that they're, they're doing appropriate things on social media and that, um, that they're following social media guidelines. And, and also, by the way, we also have to make sure that, that we're doing the same, right? That yeah. we have to be role models, on social media for our sailors, right? And I think there's there's an aspect of this that when sailors see us doing, you know, when we're good role models on social media, and sailors see us reacting to things appropriately, um, they they see us sharing things on social media that are positive in nature um, and um, that are informative in nature. 
um, that add value, you know, to, to people's lives, I think they'll, they'll emulate that behavior as well too. So what would you say, you know, obviously there's rules, right? Like you said, your, you know, your, your behavior and the things you do and say can translate over right. that space. So if I'm in a closed Facebook page, is that really closed from the perspective of being a naval professional? Absolutely. I don't think uh, there's no such thing as a closed Facebook page. You know, it's, it's just never closed um, because anything that you post, you know, on in a group like that, uh, you may think that, you know, everybody in the group, but you don't know if somebody in the group is going to screenshot something and share it with somebody else. And then that person shares it with somebody else and so on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in some of these groups, even in, if we think it's some sort of closed, like, you know, space, uh, again, you just don't know who else, who else might be on there and what their intentions may, you know, may be. So you always have to assume that anything that you post on social media, it's public, you know, it's, it's, it's public. So you have to be aware of that. And I think as, as leaders, um, one, we have to be aware of that ourselves. And, and two, I think, uh, then we have to, you know, help our sailors, you know, be aware of that as well, you know, as well too. Okay. So as, you know, as senior enlisted leaders across Naval services or on these pages, or they see feeds come in, they see something that's out of bounds. What are the tactics they've got to handle that post? Um, so I think one, again, I think um, it's just, it, it, we always have to be professionals, right? And you have to, um, you know, you always have to, and I, and I think the, the main tactic is when I see something like, a, you know, somebody has posted something on social media that makes me kind of go, that, that wasn't quite right. Uh, to me, I don't look at it as any different than if the sailor had, you know, come in late for work or, you know, done something else that kind of, you know, that I felt that wasn't quite right. I think uh, you have to sit down with your sailor, you know, just have a conversation with them, you know, remind them, you know, what their left and rights are. And, um, and, and, and really hopefully, you know, in having those discussions, you know, make those discussions, you know, positive discussions, make those fruitful discussions. Um, and, and because sometimes, you know, sailors may, may just not, a, you know, may not have realized, may not have realized that. Now, I do think before I forget, I do want to say that I think even for, for leaders, right. And for all sailors, there's a great tool that the Navy has, which is like the Navy, you know, social media handbook. I'm sure if you type in social, Navy social media handbook and Google it, um, it, it's got, you know, uh, it'll come up, you know, on Google. Um, and it's got a lot of great, you know, a lot of great tidbits of there, a lot of great advice. And it, more importantly, it's got like what the Navy's social media guidelines are, because again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're at your workplace on Liberty or on social media, um, in all of those domains, you still, every sailor still represents the, you know, the United States Navy. So, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I didn't write about it in the chief petty officer's guide. Uh, when I revise it though, I intend to put a section in there and about, you know, helping your sand, you know, kind of how you use digital deck plate leadership. So I'll probably reference your article and use some of your content, but we definitely yeah. talked about that in the upcoming petty officer's guide, right? And that section of communication that we built, um, we put in a chapter about communicating on social media and we referenced that social media handbook as, as kind of a go-to resource for them. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's really good. I, I really think that's a really good resource. And for, you know, especially for any leaders out there who, who may not even maybe understand like all, you know, social media completely, that's a great starting re a resource for, uh, for somebody to read too. It's, it's a pretty detailed handbook, actually. It's a really yeah. good product. 
And then another thing I see, so as much as the opinions come out, right, you know, that's one of the, so I tell people when I encourage them to write, I'm like, you know, it really, you know, there's some risk to that, right? Because you know your thoughts are going to go out in the public domain. There may be blowback and scrutiny and there's always, a, a yeah. you know, another opinion. Um, and when you read an article, and I don't know if you felt this way, like when I first had an article published and it's like on paper and you see it online and you're like, oh boy, here yeah. we go, right? There's that <gasps> moment. Um, there's some of that obviously with social media, right? Because, I mean, it's almost like a hive mentality. When you get on there, it's like, you know, it, it you know, people can just kind of cut you down with, you know, less than yeah. a sentence, right? You know, and dismiss you and kind of, so, you know, I could see that yeah. being a deterrent, but I think, uh, I think the positives outweigh, right? There's some great learning going on right now. I see a lot of former commanding officers giving insight and education on, you know, their analysis of the decision-making underlying the CEO of the, you know, th TR's relief. Um, so what do you, what do you think? What, what are the positives versus the negatives? Oh, I mean, I think there's, you know, I, I think uh, it, there's a lot of positives. You know, it's funny how it, in social media we always tend to focus on the negatives, but truly there's a lot of positives, you know. Um, I think uh, even like what you were saying, like when you post an article or something on social media or something happens in society, I think social media can be a, a great, you know, place to um, to exchange like opinions on something you just got to make sure that you do it like in a professional you know in a professional way but um and and with anything that gets posted out there you know especially on social media people aren't going to agree but um but again that could be a, a really productive space for people to you know express their opinions again doing it appropriately and, and professionally um exchange ideas you know you know bring forth their their insights uh, and hopefully, you know, you know, people on that page collectively um, and, and even express their concerns to some degree and uh, collectively, you know, for the people, you know, on that page or in that discussion, uh, there can be a lot of good takeaways, you know, that can lead, you know, to, uh, again, certain ideas being implemented or, you know, certain thoughts, you know, that, that, you know, or certain actions that make us, you know, help us shape us into a stronger Navy. So. Uh, I, I think again, there's there's a lot of positives. There's there's a right way to you know there's a right way to do it, and you just have to be just have to be a professional like when you're on on these uh, in these spaces. Okay. So besides the handbook, you know your average command mashi for commanding officer or whoever wants to get yeah. in that space, you know they've got who is their what what are their resources? Who can they go to? Um, I think well. Um, one thing I was just going to say is that for anybody on social media, whether it's that commanding officer or whether it's that junior sailor that's going in there to, you know, make a comment or to say something on social media, it, to some degree, it, it takes, it takes courage, right. To do that. Yes. Um, because you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're some, you're making yourself, uh, you know, vulnerable. Um, but to, you know, to your, to your question, I think for the commanding officers and for some of the senior leaders out there, uh, I think I think uh, you know one of the best resources they can go to in the Navy is just you know their public affairs professionals and their MCs. There's some really talented people, you know, um, you know, especially some even the more junior MCs again who are part of that Generation Z millennial generation who really just natively understand social media and understand the best way to communicate on social media. So I guess my advice to them would be just lean on those people, you know, lean lean on those. But lean on those people 
and they'll be able to take your messages. They'll be for a commanding officer. They'll be able to take your messages, the things that are important to you, the things that you feel um, are need to be communicated to a specific audience, and they'll be able to shape that into social media content in some form, shape, um, some form or shape that will uh, that will reach your intended audience and have the effect that you have. Yeah, I agree with that. I that's been my experience too. Is like you know, like I said, it took younger, you know, you know, younger people with savvy. You know, they saw potential. They thought I had a good message. They thought, you know, and frankly, you know, my caring factor was there. I just want to reach out and communicate in a genuine, authentic way. They saw that. So once they're once they see your way to do that, they'll come behind you and they'll set you up and get you to to success. Right. Exactly. So, you know, for, for that group, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be as, as scary, you know, just, again, it's just, uh, gotta just reach out to those PA shops, you know? Yep. All right. So, uh, so I think we touched on a little bit, but you know, at the end, when I wrap these up, I always like to get, Hey, what was your experience with the writing process? Right. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of venues to write in, you know, obviously I advocate, you know, the, the Naval Institute. So how did you become familiar with the Naval Institute? And then, what was your experience with writing? What were your apprehensions? Were there barriers you experienced, excuses you were making, and what advice would you provide to the would-be author out there in the fleet who may have some time on their hands these days to pen something for an enlisted essay contest or for an article? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, with USNI, actually, until I wrote the essay, I didn't know uh, actually, I, mean, I was more familiar with USNI News at the time because I would see those articles, ironically enough, floating around on social media. And I think every once in a while, I'd, I'd run into like an essay or two um, and read that. Um, and usually, the essays on USNI, you know, I just I love them because again, it's a, lo- a lot of the essays are you know people of all ranks and stuff, you know, bringing forth their ideas and stuff like that. So very thoughtful, well done essays. Um, some of them very inspiring. And, uh, and I think, um, I had some exposure with that. And I think, uh, I, again, I, I think at, at one point I saw the advertisement for the USNI, you know, essay contest. And I look, I absolutely love, love writing for me. Writing is, is truly a way for, for me to get these ideas that are bouncing around in my head into the physical world. Right. Yep. But I don't always necessarily like, uh, I think my hesitation was, uh, you know, I, in the excuses that I was making is like, uh, I'm not, you know, not really that great of a writer, you know, who really cares about my ideas? Um, you know, um, this is going to take, you know, too much time. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, so those are kind of like the excuses in my head, but I think on a whim, like, uh, one night I just decided, you know what, I got some time on my hands. Why not? Let me get some of these ideas that I had on social media, you know, um, on paper and, and then just, why not, why not submit it? What's the worst that's going to happen. Right. And, and I think, and I think, uh, and, and, and I think kind of in a kind of broader perspective, you know, if, if you're somebody who's passionate about writing really is truly a powerful medium, right. Um, I see it as an art, you know, it hasn't, it has the power to make abstract concepts a reality, the power to inspire, you know, the power to create positive change in this world, um, so I think if you want to, uh, if, if that's something that really interests you, um, then what you got to do is you just got to write, write, write. And then you just got to you know, be willing to put yourself out there a little bit, you know, be vulnerable and share your writing with others and open yourself up for that feedback and that critique, you know? Absolutely. And uh, y'all come behind and go, hey, 
you know, I, I, when I give outreach briefs about writing and the, the barriers to it, you know, I think you've said several of them. Number one, you don't have to be a perfect writer, right? We're going to link you up. It's the idea we care about. Right. We want that issue to come out, that that thing that's out in the fleet that people know. They talk about maybe behind the closed doors of the cheese mess, down in the birthing. Um, someone has the skill to write to some degree and get that idea out. And then if we like the idea, we'll link you up with an editor, as you saw, right? And they'll take your idea and they'll really edit it and make it uh, and polish it up for you. So don't don't be deterred right. by the lack of writing. And then the other thing I would offer is I think the essay contests provide a great kind of sense of urgency, right? There's a deadline, right, that you got to mm-hmm. write towards. So it gives you a goal to write towards. So it helps you overcome that. I don't have the time or to do it in there. I guarantee if something's important enough to you, you're going to find the time. Yeah. And then, again, it um, in the end, I, I think uh, it takes courage. It really does. I, I, I think uh, I think uh, like even in submitting that essay to the contest that day, I think I probably spent probably about like 15 minutes with my hand on the cursor. Like, should I click this? Should I hit send? <laughs> yeah. send this email just right? You know, yep. um, it, it takes courage to send that because like we were talking a little bit a while ago, um, when your writing does get published, um, you're putting yourself out there. And look, nobody's gonna, you know, not everybody's gonna like what you have to, you know, your writing or your ideas, you know, um, and that's okay. That's that's okay. But hopefully, what your writing does, you know, if you, you know, if, if if it's out there, is it creates some discussion, and hopefully that discussion will be fruitful in in turn, you know, turning maybe some of those ideas you have, maybe even into better ideas, and then generate positive action for this world. And in the case of USNI generate positive actions for the Navy, you know, thing, you know, create, you know, things in the Navy, either a stronger, you know, Navy culture or lead to better ideas of doing things in the Navy. That's going to make the Navy stronger. So. All right. Well, that's an absolutely great way to segue and close this out. Uh, Senior Chief Hendrick Samos, thank you again for joining me. Check out his article. It's time for digital deck plate leadership in the June 2017 edition that you now have access to with free digital access into the archives. Give it a read, pull it out, discuss it in your commands, your messes among yourselves. Uh, thanks again, Hendricks, for joining me. And thanks oh, for thank writing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. So for those members of the U.S. Naval Institute, thanks for your support. For those of you who are not, you know, once again, please consider joining our forum and take advantage of that free digital access and the benefits we're offering through the end of June. Uh, And beyond that, remember, your membership, it's not just about what you get out of this. Your membership supports the full range of mission areas that we strive to achieve at the U.S. Naval Institute. You help support debate. You can advance your career. You can grow your network, and you can stay informed and connected. So just beyond, I hope today we've dared you to make a difference through the power of writing in the Naval Institute. And remember, victory begins at the Naval Institute. This episode of the Proceedings Podcast is brought to you by GE Additive. Additive manufacturing, also known as 3D printing, is a transformative approach to industrial metal production that could help address material shortages due to diminishing manufacturing supply. GE Additive provides machines, metal powders, engineering, and print services that can support the Navy with spare part printing capability and a more flexible spare parts supply base.